Super Talk Mississippi media production. Spring is in the air, and that means it's time to refresh your wardrobe with the season's hottest trends at the Black Sheep Boutique. Don't blend in this spring. Stand out with the Black Sheep Boutique with two locations to serve you in Tupelo or Saltillo or online at theblacksheepboutiquetupelo.com. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. That's right. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. Did you miss me? Don't don't answer that. Just don't answer that. I'm back, though. I'm back. Glad to be with you on this Thursday. So as I told you last time you heard from me, I was feeling like absolute death on Sunday night. Well, call me father of the year because I passed that on. To my little guy, and he just now started getting better, so I took a few days off of the radio show uh, to uh, tend to him, and uh, he, again, he's just now getting better, and so because of that, I didn't record anything. Uh, I, I obviously didn't the radio show, but I took days off from the radio show, but I appreciate your patience, and I appreciate you still checking out the podcast, despite not uh, me not being around this week. Everybody's better. We're still both really tired, if I'm being honest, uh, exhausted, truthfully. But uh, recovered, getting better, he's laughing and carrying on and watching trains and stuff again. So all good there, but that's why you haven't heard from me. Thank you guys, though, for checking out the podcast and being a part and all of that good stuff. By the way, training camp will get started In one week, NFL training camp uh, going on right now, uh, just saw a sick catch by Jonathan Mingo from uh, Bryce Young at Panthers camp. Diving, full extension, uh, pretty uh, pretty sick catch that like I just saw right before I hit record here. So, uh, but that's NFL. They're already underway. Training camp for Ole Miss, I believe, will be a week from today. I think it's Thursday of next week. And uh, yeah, that's exciting. I'm one of those people that reads every practice report. Uh, I mean, it's it's like drugs to me, uh, reading Saints practice reports, man. I, I listen to New Orleans.Football's uh, first training camp reaction show, and it was 30 minutes of, I mean, they look good because they're in shorts and they're supposed to look good, and I'm over here like, yes, let's go. Mike Thomas is back. So I, I love the training camp content. I, I can't get enough of it. And uh, I know some of you guys are, are like that as well. So today, we're going to talk about things that we can actually learn, though, in training camp. Not, are you excited for training camp and, and stuff like that, but uh, is there anything that that you don't know about this team that you can actually truly learn during training camp before this season actually begins? So... We'll talk through some of that today on this edition of the Rebel Report. Again, I'm Michael Borky. Follow me on social media, B-O-R-K-E-Y's last name, Michael Borky. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, follow me there. And if you're listening to this podcast in the browser on supertalk.fm, thank you for checking out the website, but you should stop doing that. Pull out your phone, search for the Rebel Report in your favorite podcast app, subscribe, leave a rating, and a review. Okay, so the first thing that we can actually learn in training camp, because there are some things, 
Hey, here's why I asked the question this way. Because there are some things that, there's nothing that will happen in training camp that will teach us about it. Uh, is the, the defensive personnel that they added in the portal good enough to help them win games? I don't think that will get answered in training camp. I mean, regardless of how they look and things like that, I don't think we're going to know until after week two and really more so after weeks two and three when the competition is at least you know elevated to, to some degree. I'm going to go ahead and warn you now. Uh, my post-Mercer reaction show will basically be only about if there were injuries because there is nothing at all that we can learn that, that we can really learn from a game against Mercer. You would be better served to go watch them scrimmage two weeks before the Mercer game than watching the Mercer game and think that there's anything truly that you can take away uh, from that. You guys know me, though. Like I, I, I am not like anti-FCS game. I grew up on FCS football. I think they serve a very important purpose, and it's keeping programs like Mercer alive, although the, uh, the kickoff time, I think, is, is a ridiculous choice, but whatever. There's not much that we're going to be able to take away from that game. I, I, I don't mean to make fun or like talk down about other people in the content game because it's hard, and I respect them for, uh, for you know, putting content out there, and people do it differently, and that's fine. But there are going to be people that do like observations that, like, well, this player looked really good, and it's like, well, of course he does. It's Mercer. It's freaking Mercer. Uh, <laughs> There's not a player on Mercer's team that would crackle Mrs. Too Deep. There's really nothing that you can take away from from that game. So uh, if you're looking for in-depth analysis from that one, uh, go elsewhere after uh, after the Week 1 game. But this is the kind of stuff that th- there are questions and things like that all over this team. Uh, can any of those be answered during training camp? That's kind of... Uh, what I'm talking about here, because there's a lot that we won't know until they play actual games, but there is some. And the first thing I think is quarterback. It's the most obvious, but I, I would be surprised if there is not clarity on the quarterback position and how that's going to be handled uh, before the first game. I think that there are going to be, as much as Lane Kiffin doesn't like revealing stuff, I, I think that it's going to be clear to everybody how they're going to manage this before they start actual games. I don't foresee, based on you know talking to people and, and just kind of context and, and whatnot, listening to, to the players and just all-encompassing kind of thought, even though, again, I don't know this for sure. I'm not Lane Kiffin. I don't know what Lane Kiffin's thought process is. I don't think it's going to go the same way that it did last year when you had one quarterback start one game, and I don't think it's going to go down like that. I think that you're going to get clarity on how it's going to be managed at the position uh, before the the first game actually begins. Uh, Whether it's made obvious by who's taking more first-team reps and it's just people making observations and that being abundantly clear, or Kiffin just straight up tells you uh, what he's thinking and and how this is going to, to get managed I do expect uh, clarity on the quarterback position before the first game. I don't think you're going to see this rep splitting thing where one player gets one half and another gets another against an FCS team like you did last year. Don't foresee it going down like that. I feel like in hindsight, 
they would have handled that differently. Um, you're not going to know how improved Jackson Dart is before, again, week two or three. Uh, but even then, it, it still won't be enough until SEC plays for you to really know. Everything you hear is that he's improved. The Mercer game's not going to tell you how much. Training camp's a controlled environment. Uh, but how the position's going to be handled, I, I anticipate that being common knowledge sometime during training camp before the season actually begins. Before I continue, I want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That's their website. If you're in the market for office technology, any kind of technology in the office, and you're located in Mississippi, Advantage Business Systems has you covered with anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security, IT projects, phone systems, and everything in between. Technology in the office for your business in Mississippi Advantage Business Systems, absms.com. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They've got 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi, so uh, they can conveniently serve you right in your backyard. They've got Online banking, of course, because everybody has online banking in 2023, but their online banking and bill pay service lets you do more than just check your balance. You can transfer funds, make payments, set alerts, and more. Priority One Bank makes you their priority. Call a Priority One Bank today. Uh, If you also need a loan, I use them to uh, get a loan myself, and it was easy, it was quick, and it was somebody that I got to sit down with face-to-face, a refreshing change from my previous bank. Priority One Bank, making you their priority. Okay, other things that can actually be answered in training camp. How about offensive line? Um, How good it's going to be, we won't know. And a lot of the the questions that can be answered during camp is personnel-related, like who's going to start, and we may not know this, but uh, is the offensive line thing, as simple as Eli Acker slipping in, and that's it. Because they return four starters on the offensive line. Will those four guys hold their starting job, and will it be Eli Acker, or will it be one of the three transfers, or, or who is it going to be, and is every other position set on the offensive line? Is it as simple as Jaden Williams at left tackle and Michael Pettis at right? I think so. But what they're going to do in the absence of Nick Broker, I think, is something that um, it's possible anyway that we learn, and, and that is something that you know not maybe not enough people are talking about. There's a lot of things about this team that not enough people are talking about, and so maybe they actually are, and I'm just missing it, or I'm doing a really bad job of driving conversation. But um, continuity is good. Ole Miss returns a ton of snaps from last year's offensive line, but as you guys know, uh, at times they got beat up on. Uh, they were exposed in the Egg Bowl. They were exposed in Baton Rouge. Uh, I think that they have upgraded uh, at coach in that in that group, but how much of an impact will that have? We won't know until they play one of the better defensive lines on their schedule. But uh, in the meantime, what are they going to do uh, in the absence of Nick Broker? And will it be as simple as just sliding somebody um, like Acker in and just boom, moving on? I don't know. Uh, I think that we will have that answer Um 
I think so. We'll have that answer before the end of camp. Also, uh, Zachary Franklin. Uh, there's been some talk about uh, a possible surgery that he had or uh, is about to have. Uh, as I understand it, it's a, a very minor procedure that should have him back before the first game. And there's also, or there was, an academic thing that people were worried about. He is officially listed on the roster, so one plus one at times does equal two. If if he's had an academic issue and he wasn't on the official roster and now he is, stands to reason to believe that, that whatever that issue was is cleared up and he's good to go and, and now with Ole Miss. But his availability, um, if he's not available... Who will be? Is it finally time to get some Jalen Knox in your life? Is it finally time to get some Braylon Brown in your life? Can they be productive receivers at this level? Is not something that we'll know in camp. Uh, but Zachary Franklin's availability, and if I mean, we're, are we going to go another training camp hearing about somebody like Braylon Brown who's ready to take the next step, and then the season happens and and they're not there? But Zachary Franklin's availability. Uh, is something to keep an eye on this camp as well. How he's progressing from that scope, I guess, is is what it is, that minor knee procedure, and if he'll be available for the uh, the start of the season as a result is something that we absolutely will learn in camp. Is is Aiden Williams ready? Is Jalen Knox going to take that step forward? Is Trey Harris, who apparently the coaches love, uh, is he ready to or is his game going to translate to the SEC level? None of those things we'll know uh, until you know, they start playing games. On the other side, defensively, it's also a matter of, of personnel and not so much what the personnel can do. As you guys know, I am extremely high on what Pete Golding is going to do at Ole Miss I think you're going to see improvement right away. How big that improvement is, I don't know. Uh, Schematically in play calling and experience in both of those areas that that are well documented, uh, I think stands to to make it a, a really safe bet that you're going to see defensive improvement in those areas. There were times, like in Fayetteville, where, uh, I mean, Sam Pittman taunted the Ole Miss defensive coordinator at halftime and at the end of the game was essentially laughing at him. I mean, had that big, big old good old boy smile on his face talking about what Ole Miss was, was not doing and was kind of rubbing their face in it a a little bit. I don't foresee a similar thing happening uh, this season. I would be truly surprised. Now it doesn't mean Pete Golding's perfect. He had really good defenses at, at at Alabama, but at times that they got scored on to. Um, it, it's not like he's the best in the country, or at least I don't think so, but he's very good and very much an upgrade. So I do foresee improvement coming there. Uh, personnel-wise, we won't know if the, the Portal guys have translated anyway uh, to be impact players at the SEC level until, you know, uh, they actually start playing games. But as I say to you guys all the time, the the, the silver lining, if you're looking for a, a reason for optimism, is yes, there's a lot of new faces. Josh Harris has not played at Ole Miss before. Isaac Uku has not played at Ole Miss before. Monty Montgomery has not played at Ole Miss before. And on and on and on. John Saunders, all these guys. And Deshaun Gaddy. Uh, there's just... <laughs> there, there's a ton of dudes that they're going to rely on. 
Stephon Wynn is another one. There, there's a lot of guys that they're going to rely on that have not played for Ole Miss yet. But again, as I tell you all the time, it's a bunch of veterans, guys that have played a lot of football, so that that's encouraging. Um, we can learn about personnel, though, um, about who they expect to start anyway. Now, the, the depth chart that they release is a bit of a joke, as you guys know. Uh, but is... Is it going to be Kari Coleman alongside Monty Montgomery, or is Jeremiah Jean Baptiste a guy that's going to be alongside him? I think it's a pretty safe bet that Monty Montgomery is going to start and play a lot. Uh, but who's going to be next to him? And uh, are you going to see three linebackers on the field? And, and who will that be? Will it be a, a, a Shawnee Sistrunk and uh, yeah, people like Tyler Banks or uh, Santarian Perkins? How ready is he? Uh, personnel stuff we can learn. Who's going to start opposite DeAndre Prince? Um, is John Saunders, is that position change uh, that we heard about in the spring, is that a permanent deal? Is Aishim Young a lock at free safety? Uh, th- those kind of things uh, we can learn during camp. I really liked a lot of what I saw from Ladarius Tennyson uh, last year, at times a- anyway, uh, last year, but um, is is he going to start, or is it going to be one of the many portal guys uh, that they've brought in? That's something defensively that we can know before week one is, you know, who's going to start? <laughs> uh, uh, of all these guys that they brought in, uh, who uh, showed uh, enough to not only be instant impact guys, but uh, immediate starters? Uh, because Despite the the desperate need in a lot of spots, Ole Miss does return a lot of starters on defense. Uh, with with Johnson and Pegues and, and the aforementioned Kari Coleman and DeAndre Prince and and Young and Tennyson, and it, there's there's guys that Sistrunk that that come back that started and played a lot for for this team. Are they going to be able to hold off the portal guys? That's something that I think we'll know um, before the season begins. And again, the the depth chart that they release is done by Kyle Campbell. At least that's what people say, and they don't really change it because it doesn't matter. But uh, when the media does get looks, uh, they they do line up in ones and twos, and they will have scrimmages and stuff. And so personnel wise, we'll learn the effectiveness. You, you got to wait and see. But that's just kind of how this works. I love training camp. Uh, I love the scrimmages, I love the practice reports, uh, I love it all. And I'm excited to start seeing all that again, uh, for sure. So I, I, I kind of push it aside, where, well, you know, this receiver looks really good in practice, we've heard that before, and it hasn't translated into game at all, but I still consume the heck out of all that stuff. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about it with you guys. Hope you are as well. So there's a few minutes. I, I owed you an episode. You know, it's kind of elementary stuff, but uh, that's okay. Uh, I'm feeling better. I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad that you guys are back as uh, well. So uh, we'll talk to you again probably tomorrow, maybe tomorrow night. And, uh, yeah, see you guys then. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.